When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome. It's the Friday night Manchester football social. It's me, Natalie Pike, and we've got Statman Dave, who's representing the red half. And they're making it 2-1 on Dave tonight. We've got Ian Cheeseman as well from the blue half. Are you guys still friends? Because we, we've had a pretty heated discussion tonight. Well, were we friends before? Yeah. (gasps) That breaks my heart. I think Manchester City are boring. Yeah, so you listen to the podcast tonight and hear Dave say that City are boring (laughs) and Ian vehemently defend us. (laughs) And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And why not give us a five-star review? Even if you don't like Dave, give us a (laughs) five-star review. (laughs) Manchester Football Social. Good evening, everybody. It is Friday night and it is the Manchester Football Social. I'm Natalie Pike and joining me in the studio tonight, representing the red half of Manchester. After, you know what, we're going to give him a hug. He's taken a bit of a beating this week on social media from City fans, but welcome. It's Statman Dave. Hiya, Dave. I'm good. I'm back. I'm back to get some more hatred online. No, not at all. We're gonna, later on, we're going to give him a right to reply to to um, the comments from Monday night at Manchester Football Social. And join me for the first time on a Friday night and he's going to be every week now with us from the blue side it's Mr Ian Cheeseman that make it 2-1 because me and you are blues yes. and he's a red because usually two one, yes, two one. <laughs> usually Joe of course is here but Joe's not with us this evening um, so yes we are outnumbering Dave tonight so uh, perhaps you are a United fan and you're listening and you want to help Dave then do feel free to give us a ring <laughs> Dave's like please anyone somebody ring. help me anybody because we've already been ganging up on him to be fair outside haven't we Ian we've been getting him. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I mean, you know, he's, he's he's got a smug smile on his face. We need to wipe it off there, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> he's still got a smile on his face, bless him, no matter what's been going on. And I mean, there's loads been going on. There's never a dull moment at United at the minute, is there? Have you seen um, 
Josie obviously had his press conference ahead of the games at the weekend. Have you seen anything that's come out of that yet? There's a few things, obviously. The, the Fred things that I really question that. He talks about how United need to be better defensively before playing Fred in midfield. Like watching Fred last season, he played in defensive midfield for Shakhtar Nets and he played really well and he would win the ball back and he'd distribute. I think United's problem this season is when they have the ball, when they're building up, something that City do very well. And I think that's where they get caught out. And I think Fred would help that. So having Fred in midfield with Herrera and maybe Matic, Matic in the moment is just undroppable. So we've got to say that he's in uh, and it puts Pogba on the bench. But maybe that's kind of right for the form of Paul Pogba at the moment. There is a bit of a conspiracy theory, you know, um, especially Ooh. among City fans. And I don't know, you've heard this as well, Natalie. That, uh, and it, we saw it with Sanchez when obviously he went from Arsenal to United. That all United were doing when they signed Fred was trying to beat City to signing him. Uh, and they didn't actually have a plan for him or a place for him to go in the team. And the fact that he has played relatively few games so far this season. And uh, obviously, you know, I, I know that that's just what Mourinho said about improving the defence before he can play. But it makes me wonder whether there's some legs to that uh, conspiracy mm. theory and actually there is no place for Fred in that team. Oh, I like a conspiracy theory, me. I'm no. having that. Considering <laughs> he's your fourth most expensive signing of all time at £47 million. He wasn't even in the squad for the Arsenal game and in Jose saying that you need to get better defensively but United have conceded 10 goals at home already which is more than they did in the entire treat of last season. Season, yeah. It just seems weird. It does seem a bit strange. I think that's the thing that the composition of Man United midfield is a mess. I think with, you look at Fred last season, played in a 4-2-3-1, played next to Stepanenko, a very defensively minded central midfielder who would tackle, who would intercept and it allowed Fred to play make. If United were to play a 4-2-3-1, that makes sense. But the problem United have is they have a lot of central midfielders. So Jose is kind of playing with a three-man midfield or he'll play Lingard as a number 10, which... Again, Fred's not been selected, and I think that is starting to be a bit of an issue. But the positives with United, you look at look, look at Ander Herrera, like he has to be in the team. He's, he fights for United. He cares about the club. And seeing his performances in recent week, you, you know, you're thinking, why has he not been playing for the whole year? Like this guy actually cares. Then if you've got Herrera, why are you signing Fred? And there's the slight disjoint in there that mm. how can you play Fred Herrera, Fellaini, Matic, Pogba? You know, when you've got two spots, Mourinho likes the four-two-three-one, but he's not playing that system to try and accommodate these guys, which he probably should do. But at the same time, it seems the plan is is quite short term, and maybe it is. You know, taking your rivals down a peg. If City had signed Fred, you could see that City midfield evolve again, and that's the worry. Jorginho was another one that City wanted. He went to Chelsea, mm -hmm. so kind of City are a bit frozen. Obviously, without Kevin De Bruyne this season, they've still been fantastic in central midfield. But you could say that maybe a Jorginho may have loosened that blow a little bit more. It would have been a bit easier for City to go on and dominate and have a bigger lead. You know, last season they must have been what eight, ten points ahead already, and uh, you know Liverpool are still in touching distance. So there's still a title race on. Mm -hmm. But you're saying with a Fernandinho, um, you know, no, sorry, with a De Bruyne or a you know a Jorginho in there could have you know dealt with that a little better but well, we've only it's dropped, interesting um how many points Oh, two. Four? four? Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think. Yeah, we've only dropped four points, Dave. Come two on, mate. <laughs> two draws, yeah. Would you have had Fred, Ian? Do you think um, what do you think there's legs in that conspiracy? Do you think he would have enhanced He's got us? legs, so, so, you know, any play with legs <laughs> is always useful. But, um, no, uh, I mean, I, I don't know enough about Fred. And, and from, from what we were talking out in the office before, it sounds like you've, you've seen Fred at Shakhtar mm. a lot more than I watched him. I didn't really know what, what to expect from Fernandinho, to be honest, when he came. I hadn't seen him a lot. I don't profess 
chance to be an expert on world football or know what these players mm. are. And obviously, you know, Frankie de Jong is a player that City have been interested in. Looks like that deal might not now happen. And the, the danger is, I can remember back when Giorgio Samaras was being looked at by City, right? Different Aww. era. Different era. I love Samaras. <laughs> and he was playing for Heronveen. Back when you were rubbish. <laughs> he was playing for, and he was rubbish, by the way, but he, he was oh, playing for Heronveen, him. right? He was playing for Heronveen and people were saying to me, he's brilliant. I look at his show rail, show reel. And you look, and so I haven't, I am, I'm not watching Heronveen. I don't, I don't watch yeah. Dutch football. Um, I have got a life. So, uh, so, so you, you, what you do is you Dave hasn't known, because yeah, he, he probably knows about it. I've been watching a lot of Ajax this season. I think, um, you know, you're looking at De Ligt, you're looking at De Jong, two players that apparently they want to move together. So Mark Overmars is now the technical director at Ajax and those two players have instructed him, look, you know, if we're going to go anywhere, we're going to go together. And then the news we're Aww. talking about here is that, uh, you know, there was a journal in Amsterdam that's renowned for knowing the scoop on Ajax transfers and he's pretty much said today that the deal is done with Franky de Jong moving to PSG. Right. So that means De Ligt will probably go to PSG too, which makes Paris Saint-Germain a pretty dominant force in world football. Ah, but you see, you're right. I respect the fact you may have watched it. The point I was making about the Aaron and Samras, which never quite finished, was that I watched the showreel. You watch yeah. the highlights and you think, he looks a good player. Didn't turn out that way. I don't know. Frankie, there's, there's this sort of emotion that you have that when you link with a player for a while, yeah. I don't know if you agree with me mm. on, on this, Nat. When you're, when you're, when you link with a player for a while... And, and then you don't get them, you end up being gutted. I was gutted when we didn't get Sanchez. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not now. Well, ah, but Sanchez is a different one. That's a good example because you, you knew about Sanchez. You'd mm. watched it. True. But now, yes. I, yeah. I yeah. admit, I me personally, as a mm. City fan, haven't watched Frank. I don't know if Frankie so, de Jong's any good. So I don't know whether I'm supposed to be gutted that we've apparently so missed you, out on you, him you, you, or you'd not. be gutted. A hun- like, this, yeah. is, this is a player, when you watch him, you are like, this is a, a generational talent. Oh, the, really? The, this is big, How old big, is he, Dave? So he's 21. Right. So he's he's been obviously playing for Ajax this season. He's broken into the national team. He was arguably man of the match versus France, man of the match versus Germany for the Netherlands. You're looking at Richie De Litt, uh, sorry Matthias De Litt, who played United in the Europa League final, was a little bit lightweight this season. He is huge. He is a big lad, 19 years old. He has it all as a centre half. So these two players are massive, massive talents. And for City to miss out on maybe both of them, it is a blow because they fit Guardiola style down to a tee. That's the, that's the biggest thing, that these two players at Ajax are so comfortable on the ball. They're so good at reading the play. They're, you know, uh, you're looking at Frankie de Jong, how he... You know, it, it's strange. When you watch certain players, they don't look like footballers. And I think that's the biggest compliment for Frankie de Jong. Doesn't look like a footballer. So he's not over, you know, he's not Matt really quick. He's not physically powerful. He's out of that current trend of central midfielders, the Paul Pogba's, the big guys, the guys that are going to dominate you physically. But they, when this guy plays football... Hang on, can I just backtrack? Paul Pogba dominates you physically. Give me an example so, of that. So, give me an example <laughs> look, at his, of that. look at his stature. Stature. Physique. Well, I've seen his stature. Tell me when he's dominated a game. Paul Pogba? Yeah, physically. Did you, did you see the, um, the World Cup? France the lifted the trophy. Cup. Forget the World Cup. Above their the heads. World Cup is not the Victorious, same Victorious, Kylian Mbappe, <laughs> Anton Griezmann, who doesn't understand why he didn't win the Ballon d'Or. I did watch the final, by the way, and Pogba was completely anonymous. Semi-final, he was great. Arguably man of the match. But going back to the last Against little thing two. on the on. Oh, I like Against this. Two. This is fun. Against two. <laughs> It's the World Cup semi-final. Yeah, you think so the World the, Cup's the way you measure a player? One of the one of the four best teams. England and played Croatia in the semi-final. Yeah, but Croatia were really good in the tournament. Croatia, what a world yeah, power! But, but but you can't right. So this is the thing: you're not actually looking at the games and the that Croatia got to the final of the World Cup and lost. You've you've got to look at the tournament and say Croatia were the best, the second best team in the tournament. 
Like they were. So England played the second best team in the tournament. Well, would, so, so you tell me, you watched the World Cup, obviously fairly yeah. intensely. I admit I did. Oh, yeah, right? I pretty right? much got every so single where, game. So where would Croatia be in the Premier League? Croatia in the Premier League, you're looking at, you've got a midfield of Luka Modric. No, what, what position would be? So, so, I'll get there. I'll get there. Don't worry. Right? This is so, great, so by the way. I'm just You've watching. got Ivan Rakitic and Luka Modric, right? And all that. That would walk in to... I'd say every single midfield of any of the, the Premier League teams. Though those two players, right? You've got a lot of the style that they played was, the was pressing, nine, then? was aggressive. They they worked well as a team. They they do a, a sort of they'd be around they'd be top four, top four, top four. I'm going to go with with the talent that they've got, with the, the way that they be. work together. Come on, then the biggest Give thing, call, the biggest thing. Tell, interact with us on XS Manchester, right? Croatia would, according to the guy sat the, next the World to me, would Cup be in Croatia. the top four in the Premier League. So the World League. Cup Do Croatia that got, that got second in the World Cup were a team. A lot of teams in the Premier League that are getting to that level, you, you look at Croatia and think they're a better team than they are. They fight together, they press together, they work hard together. That's the biggest thing is that you've got that quality in midfield, but then you have players like even Perisic who works hard. You've got Rabic that works hard. Mario Mandzukic. So you're leading from the front. The trends of European football right now are teams that press. Croatia, press. Croatia would do very well in the Premier League. They've got it's a quality in central talk a good game, but I think it's rubbish. That's D- fine. To be fair, Everyone's Dave's, opinions. To be fair, Dave's knowledge is insane. Like I, like, I don't often stick up for United fans, but his knowledge is insane. Although, I am totally on Ian's side. I heard you on <laughs> Wednesday night saying that the World Cup is not it's the not pinnacle. It's not measure anybody. Yeah, anymore. and I totally agree with that. But, but then I don't like it. But you can't rule it out. No, I think I that's the like, biggest thing. The thing, thing is, with... I don't like international football, so I'm not... Like I'm biased when it comes to, to that because I don't like international football. Uh, but but talking about Frankie De Jong mm. going to PSG, um, and this is just slightly off topic from where we started. Um, and obviously, I know that PSG have some of the world's best players in that team. But I just can't fathom why these people want to go to PSG. Like where like. I may, and maybe again it's because I'm biased about the Premier League and I still believe that the Premier League is the best league in the world but why Why is he going there? Well, I think one if money, he does money's one thing well we've got money we match You've got it you've got money too I think what they're selling at PSG is a project and is that you're living in Paris Paris is a beautiful city like parts if of it if you're getting paid a lot of money and you're staying in the nicer parts of Paris that's kind of an, a, you know it brings you in obviously the French League is, is what you're talking about you know the yeah. standard isn't you know, as a uh, Premier League standard, but still, it's not a bad standard of football. I think I think we we go over the top being about like Liga is rubbish. No, Liga is a good league. Like you look at some of the top players in the Premier League have come from there. Yeah. Golo Kante was there. You know, the list could go on and on, but we're not going to talk about that. That's the draw. I think the project, the money that they're going to get, the collective identity that they've gone out and they've just spent two hundred million. They've spent you know Mbappe. They've bought in Neymar. You can see that where they want to take it. And do you want to be part of that? Yeah. The, the fact the PSG fans are very, very good. That's another thing as well. You've got to look at the fan culture side of it. That there's you know a lot of good uh, fan groups. Some of them have been banned by the owners, but let's not talk about that right now. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a, it's a combination of those two: the beauty of Paris, and you know you look at a good project and you've got money. Mm. That's it. Isn't it mad from where we started that we've ended up talking about the beauty <laughs> of Paris? Like I like that about this show. Uh, but going back to Mourinho, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, no. You, but, but the Arc de Triomphe is the best <laughs> landmark in Paris. You've, you've obviously <laughs> talked about the money being part of it, which clearly has to be a big part of every football. 
footballer's decision or agent's decision in where they go. But do you really think that the the place makes any difference to anybody anymore? I, I do, you so, know. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. But I, I don't want to put down my own city because I'm a proud, very proud man. Don't, don't do but, it. But don't do it. Seen what the weather's no. like in the last few days. Yeah, it's been beautiful. And, and in the days when City were struggling to to get players, people when somebody didn't sign for City, they would say, "Well, who'd go to Manchester when you can go to Barcelona?" Yet. When the same player would sign for United at the time, they go, well, he wouldn't want to play for Manchester United. All about the size of the club and the history of the club, unfortunately, for you, Ian. Oh, it's not really? got into history oh, of club, Dave. Hang on a minute. He's winding us up. Let me quote this, then. This is a player who has been speaking today, right? A Dortmund defender uh, called Manuel... Akini, who apparently United have been interested in, says Ooh, that I admit that. Okay, you know that. You got it. Than you got me, it. Right. My eyes are dodgy anyway. <laughs> so he says, um, I admit that from an early age I was a Manchester United fan, but at the moment I don't look at their games closely because I don't like the way they play under Mourinho. I love that quote so, this is so supposed much. Supposed to be somebody who's interested in United. I thought they would come anyway because they're the biggest club but, in the world. But no, he's, he's playing under Lucien Favre. Lucien Favre plays a brilliant style of football. You got Lucien Favre's one of those managers that City fans would enjoy. Plays a really good style. It's attractive. It's attacking. He's having a good time at the moment. Don't want to come and try and compete for seventh position, does he? He's, he's exactly, Dave. You don't want to compete for seventh position. <laughs> he's sitting next to Zagadou at centre half. <laughs> You've done half, our thinking, argument for us. <laughs> <laughs> but he said before the history of the club was something that drew him to Manchester United, and that was my initial point. Yeah. All right. We'll keep keep living in keep Define living in history. the past. Yeah. Oh, don't. Do we don't have gonna, enough time for history, do he's we? He's going to start giving us 20 leagues and all of that. <laughs> um, also in the press, also today in the World United, and um, we've not got too much time to talk about this, but um, in kind of an um, unusual step, uh, George A. Mendes, who is Mourinho's agent, has come out today with this sort of, biz- well, what, well I, I would say it was bizarre, you may not, Dave, statement around Mourinho saying that he's very happy, he's fully committed to the club, and apparently... The club is very happy with Jose. Now, there's absolutely no sign as to whether the club knew this statement was was going to be put out there um, or had any say in this statement. Um, but in without trying to be too obviously biased... What, <laughs> obviously biased, I don't mind. All right, I'll be obviously biased, completely and utterly obviously biased. What the heck could the club be happy about? With Jose. I think the thing you've got to take there is that it's an agent coming out. <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing, that agents in the modern game have far too much power. And for him to come out to make a statement when there's been rumours about Pochettino today, United looking at him to be the what are they, successor. What, I heard, what are those? There's, so it's sort of like 40 million release clause for his contract. You know, Ferguson has always spoke about Pochettino in high regard, always takes him to the side in these coach meetings and so forth. So I think it's a defensive thing where you're an agent, you're protecting your client. The, look, you know, there's some rumours that you know, you're getting caught, you're getting sacked, we're bringing this other guy in. You just want to make a statement. And again, is it right? I don't think so. Is it right for, you know, someone that's not really involved with Manchester United to make a statement about the club and how they feel? That's not right for me. And I think that's where modern football's going. And I feel yeah. we need to move away from that and take the power away from the agent. Because we saw all the, the mess in the summer with some of the United players, with their agents, talking too much. Their job is to the job is for the best, you know, to get the best for the player, and that's what their job should be. And there should be nothing to do with the media. Do you think the club are happy with him? I think that there's stages where you're looking at it and you're thinking the results aren't good enough, and then you have these saving moments like the game away in Turin. Like we've just beaten one of the favourites of the Champions League. As a club, you'd be happy there, but then you look at the consistency in the league. 
you'd probably be considering, you know, I'm not happy at that moment. But again, I think that's kind of thing that there's a bad result, there's a good result, there's a bad re- The consistency for Manchester United since Ferguson left hasn't been there. And that's maybe bigger than than what we, we make it out to be is that the game back to consistently beating people we can go out. Like City, City, any team that comes to the Etihad this season, they're, they're, there's fear, they're going to lose the game. But I think it's different at Old Trafford this season where you can think, oh, I can get some points here. And that's the wrong attitude to have for a team that wants to win the Premier League. So we've accidentally spent the first part of the show talking about United, which um, was not my intention. By, agenda. By <laughs> any, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Nobody wants to hear about City, do they, these days? <laughs> well, apparently not. Apparently you don't want to hear about us or watch us, Dave, because we're boring. <laughs> That's what I picked up on this week. So when we come back after this break, we're going to let Dave um, have a right to reply from a comment that he made on Monday night's show where um, he said City were boring, did you? I did not don't say City. We'll that, get it no, after no, the break. <laughs> so he, he, this is what people are saying he said but he's saying that he didn't say it the lies so, fabrication fake news lies. so when we come back we will um, be having a little chat about that so uh, do stay with us and we'll see if we can get Dave more tongue tied Manchester Football Social Welcome back. It's Friday night and it is the Manchester Football Social. So before the break, we kind of sort of teased you up on, but if you you know are a regular listener to the show, which I sincerely hope you are, you know, we are on every single night, six till seven. Um, and, you know, if you can't catch us, you can get us on our lovely podcast, which is available on all of the podcast formats around. So on Monday night's show, Dave was on and he said something that was then popped onto our social media. And we also have some excellent social media, although I don't think Dave was loving it as much as I <laughs> was this week so you can follow us um on on all social media platforms as well right dave what did you say and what did people say you said so i think that the, it got taken out of context right i was making a general footballing point using words like can may and it's been taken as, as gospel that i right. think city are boring which i don't think city are boring my point was about having too much possession that sometimes city have had under guardiola i think the first season under guardiola was too much possession I think you've progressed to get the style since there. But there was points about it being... So basically, I came into it saying, you can have possession for days like City do at times, but that can be can be boring to watch, which it can be. Nobody wants to watch Louis van Gaal's Manchester United. And that's kind of the same thing that what you could see with City at times. And then Did, I, did Van Gaal have 80% of the possession? Van Gaal did some boring, boring things with the football. <laughs> I, could, I could tell you that. Like There was no commitment for anyone in the box. It was nowhere near City style of how they try and get five attackers into the final third, which I really enjoy. So I went on to say, yes, they play some wonderful uh, possession football, um, but at times they can knock the ball around the back for 60 minutes of the game and the 30 minutes of the game that I'm sort of talking about here, they'll they'll open teams up and they'll open them like a can of worms and it'll be beautiful. But my overall point is that me personally, I prefer to see a team go at someone for 90 minutes attacking football that isn't just having possession of the ball round the back, opening up, waiting for an option. That's my personal preference. What do you mean having a go at them for 90 minutes? How are we so, not having a go when we're keeping the ball for 80% of the game? It's in terms of... City pass to move teams around. City use something called positional play, where they, they've, they've broken the pitch down into positions to shift you around, open you up for an, for an overlap on one of the wings, attacking down the other wing. Whereas, for example, let's take Man United under Ferguson in 99. Every time they got the ball, they go and get it wide quickly and they look across it into the box. It's just about what you like as a football fan. Mm-hmm. I can fully understand the possession-based style. I, I can enjoy it. But for me, I would prefer to t- see a team like Borussia Dortmund under Jurgen Klopp or at times last season, Liverpool 
under Jurgen Klopp played some really good counter-attacking football in the Champions League. Real Madrid, that dominated the Champions League for three seasons, would have times when they'd have the ball, but they'd also have times when they'd break and they'd sit back and they'd sit deep and they'd allow teams onto them. And I think that's my overall point, is that sometimes City can be too much of the same, whereas what you kind of need for variation, I think that's one of the reasons why City have failed in Europe so far under Guardiola, is they haven't got that, we can sit back and we can hit you on the break, that you need need that pragmatism and I think that was my overall point and obviously it's taken to me just saying City style is boring but that's not what I think clickbait clickbait, clickbait. Eh? Yeah, yeah, social at, media at MCR <laughs> footy social go and follow them for more things like that yeah for more we're going to click that up <laughs> and we're going to re-put it out there that Dave said City are boring uh, are you bored of watching 80% possession Ian? Not at all. Not. <laughs> uh, one of the things that uh, has been accused of Pep Guardiola in the past is uh, ticker-tacker football. And if you actually read the couple of books that have been about him, Pop, uh, Pep Evolution and Revolution and all the rest of it, um, he actually, the, the guy who's writing it, who's a French writer who's very close to Pep, has dismissed this theory that ticker-tacker football is what Pep's all about. Pep actually hates ticker-tacker football and ticker-tacker is the sort of thing that you're sort of alluding to mm. really, which is possession with no end result. Now in the 44-pass goal against United in the derby match, <laughs> there was proof there that as you watch that happen, you could be tempted to think that this is ticker-tacker football with no end result, but there clearly was an end result because it ended in the goal. Now if that was boring, no problem, then you can have the boring. That, again, you're, you're using one example to disprove my point. When I gave examples Examples of City doing it this season. The Liverpool game that was a nil-nil draw that was killed off. Don't get me wrong, I thought it was probably the right thing to do to not lose to Liverpool. To control, if you want to win the league, you don't lose to your rivals. Simple as that. Control the game, cool. But you, there was no penetration in that game. And that was a big, big game in the Premier League. And I think Guardiola did arguably play tiki-taka over playing more and more of a penetrative passing game. And that's my overall point that sometimes... You can kill games in different ways. You can kill games by parking the bus, don't get me wrong. That makes a horrible game of football. But as well at the same time, as if you're just moving it between your back three and your defensive midfielder, you know, that's not enough. I take it you watch a lot of City games, do you? I watch a lot of football. City you is one a of, lot City. of City. So, you know, I'm watching most, most weekends, I'm watching a lot of the Premier League. You know, I'm knocking off most of the Premier Highlights League games. or something. No, no, this is watching the games. So you, you watch, regularly watch City play 90 minutes of football. Yeah. Well, you're taking this season all the games that they've played against the top six, plus games when they're playing at three o'clock, as they have done over the, the last few Stat, weeks. Statman Dave, don't forget. Stamon. You must much watch a lot of football then, and I'm, I I'm, enjoy I'm, I'm delighted that you want to watch City that much. Um, because like, again, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I mean. Watching. Like, this is it. Like, I watch a lot of City, yet I am perceived to think they're boring a the whole thing. That wasn't my point. There's phases of play that I think is boring for City, where I would prefer a different style. But that's me. I like a different. It's like anything. It's like if you're going to make a cup of tea. Do you like sugar in it? Do you like it black? Do you like it with. Milk, full mm -hmm. fat, it's the same. It's like, what do you interpret as a football fan as good football? And I think when I said that, I think it was good for the Man United community because there's a way that we can get at City now. Just say they're boring. They'll lose their minds. Oh, I don't care. Do you know, like, I know that I know that Twitter lost its mind on you slightly, and um, but I, I'm like, I don't know about you, Ian, but I'm like, I don't care who thinks we're boring. I think we're insane. Like, you keep watching your football, right, at Manchester United. I'll keep, and me and Natalie will keep watching our city. We're looking forward to going down tomorrow to Chelsea to watch them play. 
Um, I love that that performance at Watford in midweek. I thought was superb, apart from ten uh, minutes at the end when Watford got a goal back and started to basically launch big balls inside the penalty area and City had to change their approach. I love that football. That's the football that since I was a little kid, I've dreamed of watching. I am now watching my dreams evolve in front of my eyes. This is the last thing I would describe as boring football. And actually... Although, <laughs> Again, I'm you, not describing it as why boring. Why did you do it, Dave? What you did was you highlighted... Wait, let's just go for it, whatever. Let's just roll with attacking football as something that you admired. Now, if everybody counterattacked, then that would be boring football. I want to watch um, skillful football, like the sort of stuff where you're watching a total football, which could come from Rhinus Michael, but I don't and think you're, you, Cruyff, and all that sort. I of don't stuff. think your total football is a different concept of what Guardiola's doing right now. No, it's perfect. It's but it's different. It's not the. It's not total football. Why is it not total? Because football? total football is all about the interchange of positions then in terms exactly of exactly what happened. No, no, oh, but you but, need to watch the. But, this no, is what I mean. Like this, City do it zonally. This is the big thing. Like they would switch positions, and I think City do it in a zonal manner. It's different. This is the thing. They Football. You mean you don't think City switch positions? No, no. City switch positions in a zonal manner. Total football was more of a man-to-man switching of positions, where your striker would come to midfield, and then the midfielder yeah, would go. It's slightly different. I think I think you're getting into the 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 um, the annals of going. But that's what I do. That's my job. Well. Uh, good luck to it. Thank That's you. boring to me. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, though? I said on um, on a Tuesday night show um, t- to you and, um, and Paul Dickoff, Ian, and then on Wednesday it happened again. And this is a bit might be a bit controversial, and you know what? Maybe I'll take some stick now. People will call me nuts Uh-oh. now, Dave. I enjoyed Bournemouth and Watford scoring against us. Just want to be back in the old days where you got relegated, don't you? <laughs> no, and you what, lost and by, for that, Natalie. You absolutely lost for that. But what I mean by that was, it's the first time. Well, obviously we got beaten by Leon in the in the Champions League, but I, I, I take that out of it. Um, you know, the only time we've this season. Can mm. we just confirm there, Dave? Before you're looking a bit, United you're looking a bit smug there. And <laughs> um, it was, and you used the word in jeopardy. It was the jeopardy in the game. All of a sudden, I was like, "What's going to happen now? Like, we've 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 not really faced this. No one really scores against us. Like." <laughs> Oh my goodness! Like, and I um, really enjoyed it. And obviously, I really enjoyed it because we ended up going on to win. I don't know if I'd be saying that if we hadn't gone on to win. But there was something in that, like Watford, like gotten a bit nervous in the last few minutes. Am I crazy? And what do you think? No. And obviously, I'm a, a, it, just a default position. I admit that I'm going to stick up for you because we're blues. And <laughs> yeah. We're red, right? and it we just feel do it in the studio here as if uh, you know when you think back to that line in Jurassic Park, you know about the two velociraptors coming in one from either side <laughs> it feels like we're like that um, yeah you, you need joe it's uh, lucky though because i'm a big tyrannosaurus wreck so i can deal <gasps> with any of these problems but we ended up beating you you haven't seen the film have you i have yeah <laughs> i'm still fighting <laughs> sticking to what i know <laughs> I, I understand the point you're making about the about the jeopardy being exciting and football is about being exciting but having watched for so many years you know, I'm over 2,000 matches and everything, um, watched all that jeopardy. I'm quite enjoying the fact that now it's like it's a bit like looking up at the Sistine Chapel roof. Looking and, at and Old Trafford the and thinking, of, we want to be like those guys. It's fantastic. I'll just love it as it is If only now. we could win the Premier League.
Again? We've won it three times. <laughs> like in no, the last I'm talking eight years. About this is oh, okay, like, this right. is ten years ago. Because Dave, Just seriously, dreaming. I was gonna see what's in your drink there. I was gonna give it a sniff. Um, it's a triple vodka red bull. <laughs> That's the only way of getting through United now. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, totally. Um, I have had my a season ticket at City for twenty one years now. So my first season ticket was ninety eight, ninety nine. Uh, there was plenty of games that were involved a lot of jeopardy, um, <laughs> but we, that didn't come out our way. So I don't want it to happen every week but i think a couple of games and i wonder do you think that do you think considering um that we're obviously going into the chelsea game at the weekend having had two games where we've had a bit of jeopardy do you think i, I see that as a positive maybe in, in the maybe it's a bit of a kick up you know maybe i mean uh it's certainly going to focus the mind but then again chelsea have slipped up recently so that'll focus their mind i think it's going to be a cracking game tomorrow actually and um on the show every week now, I want to do this section, and we've kind of just basically just done it, but I've, um, every week where we have a bit of an unpopular opinion, one of us has an opinion that perhaps is a bit shocking to the others or the listeners, um, and I figured, seeing as this is my daft idea, I'll start it off. Now, we could have had you... Well, yeah, I've already started that. off, you right, saying Manchester right. City are boring. Yeah, yeah. so are you confirming that's what you said? No, 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 no. I'm just I'm stating clipping. what people have, have thought. Th- that's said, the bit yeah. that will be clipped and yeah, put exactly. out onto social media. <laughs> right, so this is my unpopular popular opinion. Um, obviously, historically, our rivals have been Manchester United. I grew up my entire childhood um, hating <laughs> Manchester United, not wanting to put, you know, any hate out there. But, you know, I really disliked Manchester United when I was growing up for a lot of reasons, you know, um, growing up away, in, really. well, growing up in Stockport, there was about five kids in the whole school that supported City and everyone else supported United. Um, and, you know, United were everywhere and it was you know, the stupid songs that they had that they used to put on the radio and the arrogance of the fans, etc., etc. And I grew up hating United and I still have a very much disdain to United um, as a whole, although I do have one or two friends that are United fans these days, which is a bit weird, Ian, I know it is. Um, but my unpopular opinion is, and I'm, and you know what, I'm going to wait, I'm going to look at Ian's face as I say this, I now dislike Liverpool as much as I dislike United. That's not an unpopular oh! from me. Oh! Not from me. Okay. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I, I concur with everything you're saying. Obviously, it's part of the DNA of being a blue, and I'm sure it's part of the DNA of being a red, that the city rivals, you know, are the team that you want to lose every week. So United play Fulham tomorrow. Who do I want to win? Fulham, of course, you know, and that is the same every How week. How could I'd, you? I'd expect the United fans to feel the same way looking at City. Yeah, I'm However, not sure who Chelsea are playing this weekend, but I hope they win. Something <laughs> different, though, about, about Liverpool. Now, obviously, United's hatred of Liverpool, I wouldn't say is entirely due to this, but you correct me, is down to the fact that they are their rivals in history for so many leagues and everything like that. So all like to talk in the past. I think but my a- actual that. dislike of, of Liverpool comes from, from a couple of incidents that have happened fairly recently. The the bricking of the coach, which mm-hmm. I just thought was disgusting. Yep. Um, and it's all right for you to, to smuggle. No, but, uh, but, 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 but I was laughing but, but, because obviously the Copa Libertadores bus incident was... Yeah. A little bit worse than that. Which what? Sorry, say that again. The Copa Libertadores, so Boca Juniors versus River What's Plate. What's that got to do with this? Because it was an incident where the All River right, Plate. I don't, fra- like, I don't like Boca Juniors. Then. All right, I'll give no, you no, that no, one. No, no, no. Let me but explain. I'm, let me I'm explain. talking about what happened. So obviously you had the bus incident with Facility, I'm a ref right? Today. But over in South America. They, the River Plate fans lobbed the brick through the window, smashed the window. They lobbed all sorts of missiles. Then the Argentinian uh, police officers tear-gassed the fans that and got into the bus because the window was smashed. Like, you look at that and then you look at the city one, it's kind of like... Don't, di- don't diminish it. Was, it. It was on, bad. It was, no, it was bad, 
but it, we, you know, at least we're not in that sort of situation so because, where where we have our football hooligans out of control. So is the situation? So because City happen to have a coach which is very well designed and is reinforced and uh, to to sustain five hundred missiles I hitting so. it, right? Then that makes it's not as bad. Then not as bad. I'm not saying it's not as bad. I'm just saying it's an incident that's. I'm Interesting. Not, I'm, not, I'm not. What happens in South America, which is terrible, and obviously I was aware of that, yeah. is irrelevant to what I'm talking about. 100%, 100%. Irrelevant. So we don't like. Why don't you like? Why do you slot not like Liverpool? I think it's a. It's more of a Manchester thing, isn't it? It's, it's sort of history, and then it's come to football rivalry, and I think yeah. it's been grown over the years. That's. You know, it's it's a nice rivalry if you think about it. Like, I've got a lot of mates that sport Liverpool, and it's quite nice to have that rival with someone else. It's similar with Leeds United, it's similar with Manchester City. Mm. Like, and it's. It is interesting that those clubs have been rivals and now you guys have, you know, now you're on the top sort of level, you are winning the league, you are competing with them in the Champions League and so forth, that, you know, now you've got a new rivalry and it's quite good. It's like Arsenal. Do you know you what, though? It's not, the ri- word I've said, have you? it's not the rivalry. It's ri- not about the rivalry. It's not the rivalry. No, it's... it's but I think it is. No, it's well, not, wrong. you know, it's not. It's for me, wrong. for me, it's the fans. It's the making the T-shirts before they'd won the league. It's the, like... <laughs> yeah, but they've been doing that for years. Like, oh, they've been that doing was, that for years and years and I years. Was, I was just like, Because what? you weren't winning the league, you didn't care about it. Oh, uh, well, I guess it's because <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, directly involving us. That, yeah, See, that's, and that's now it does point. directly involve yeah, us. Yeah, like, really? you kind of feel it and you're like, oh, are they really doing... Like, that's kind of it, that... Yeah. They were doing that in two thousand and eight, nine, was it when they when Rafa Benitez just lost to United for the league? They yeah. were doing that type of thing. But now I think because it directly affects mm. you guys now that it's a bit more that yeah. and it kind of comes. You know, you you probably asked back in the day, is it is the rivalry United and Arsenal, is that rivalry down to just the league position? And be like, No, it's cause the players hate each other, it's because we don't like them. But then you look back on it as a fan and you think, no, that was the reason because we were both a top club and we're both competing for the title. I reckon loads of people don't like Liverpool now, though. I reckon they're getting on everyone's nerves. Like, you know, the amount of Liverpool pundits that are out there that are like super utterly biased towards Liverpool. The mad one was the um, the Jurgen Klopp running on the pitch and celebrating. Yeah. Danny Mills lost his head on the radio. Yeah, it was on another radio show. Did he? he lost his head. Yeah, he was like, disgusting. He can't was celebrate. He? <laughs> he can't run on the... Are you thinking they've just, they just scored the last minute winner in the derby? If there's any way to show passion, we need to show more passion from, you know, some managers don't show passion these days and they get, you know, a lot of fans get on their back. But then, then you go people, the other way, go too far. It's like, ban him. Top but people ban. are so, like, so, Jürgen, like, people are always going on, oh, Jürgen Klopp gives people hugs and Jürgen Klopp makes them clap to the fans and Jürgen, like, Jürgen Klopp's not won anything. Like, and that's what bugs perce- me. It changes the perception of him and the club. It changes the perception of the, the he does these things because it means that there's a psychological reason deep down why he's doing that. I remember reading that he took the uh, Borussia Dortmund team when he'd just taken over on a on a hunting trip, where it was like we're going to go to the, we're going to go camping. Everyone's just got a knife, and we're going to see if we can survive twenty four hours. And it's these li- it's these little things that like bond you as a team, and things like them coming together at the end of the game. They did draw two two with West Brom. It was quite funny. I did did have a laugh as a United fan. You that guys had, like, had a laugh as City fans. Yeah. But at the same time, it's built a connection with the fans. And but, I think that's overlooked. He's getting, but is he not getting away with it though? So he, he, he makes them clap, he gives them hugs and all of that, and he's but he's not won anything. He's not I, won I anything. I so why it, is he so, so like so many people get annoyed by it? I could you know, get yeah, frustrated I get, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's quite funny. It's so right. 
Yeah, well, and do you know what? That's probably part of the reason why I've got such a distaste for them these days. <laughs> Jurgen like, Klopp. Yeah, because maybe it is because of Jurgen Klopp. Maybe. I love Jurgen Klopp. I think he's a brilliant coach, lovely personality. If Pep wasn't in charge at City, I would welcome would Jurgen you? Klopp with open arms. Oh, dear. Oh. That might be the un- unpopular opinion of the day. I think that's a better one than mine, you know. Yeah. I'm wondering if it, what everyone thinks about that. <laughs> Silence. 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 Wow. Do you know what? Well, I'm going to go to a break now, a couple of seconds early, because I'm going to digest that and have a little think on about it, because because it's not often we don't agree on things, Ian, but I just don't like him. I don't like him. And I'm going to a break to stew over the fact that I don't like him. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Welcome back. It's Friday night and it is the Manchester Football Social. And uh, we're just discussing there during the break if we're all still friends or not. And we're not sure, to be honest. Um, we've not come to any conclusion on that be yet. i your friend, Nat. Oh, thanks, Ian. Thank you, I can't Steve. wait for my friend Joe to come back. <laughs> I know. I, mean, I bet you're never going to be so happy to see Joe. No, Joe's going to be like, you're going to be like hugging him and like crying. And Joe's going to be like, what? What's going on? <laughs> I bet he's listening at home, you know, shouting at his radio. Like, if I was there, I'd have your yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> help me, Joe. Help me. Yeah. So obviously, um, we've got a, a full. Well, there is a, a full fixture of Premier League games this weekend. Of course, all football games as well. You know, it is worth saying that we do talk City and United on here because that's who we support. But we were happy to talk about absolutely any football topic in the world. And if you ever want to talk about Bury or Oldham or Rochdale or Stockport or anybody, you're very welcome to. You can give us a bell. You can tweet us. You can get in touch on any of the social medias, and we we'd love to talk about anything really just but just talk um, basically just talk yeah <laughs> we just talk yeah um so games this weekend though for us so um chelsea tomorrow and you'll of course be there because you're always there i'm going tomorrow for my first away game since my son was born so he's 14 months old now so i didn't go to any away games last season at all and this is my first away game this season and oh my god i'm so excited to go i'll get you on the vlog Oh, yeah, yeah, get me on the vlog. Yeah, although um, me, my son is staying at my mother-in-law's and I haven't, since I had him, I haven't really had many occasions where I've gone out and had a, had a little mum, you know, baby free time and had a little drink. So we might have to see <laughs> if I'm suitable for the vlog before I get on the vlog as well. Sometimes that helps to make it more interesting. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> because obviously we're boring. Oh, no, stop it, Dave. Don't, don't jump in there. Don't jump in there. Um, Keep myself but, to myself at the moment. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so the game tomorrow, obviously, it's a huge game. Ch- do you, Chelsea are ten points behind us, but do you still consider them as title rivals? Absolutely. I think um, pretty much all the teams near the top of the table are still in it. Um, clearly, Liverpool are the big rivals, but uh, I wouldn't rule out Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, um, maybe even Everton. <laughs> yes. This is fun. Dave's just like looking like... No, and I'm uh, just, just looking at the league table, really. Uh, and it's um, interesting reading. I'd, I'd pretty much say that it's now a two-horse race. Do you think? I think so. You, you look at the gap already. Um, between, but what if they beat us tomorrow, though, and it goes to seven? That's still big. The, the, I think the biggest points was what you guys did coming back in. So I think it was 11 points, was it, at one point? Something like that. But at the same time, I think the teams, like the consistency of City and the consistency of of Liverpool will pull them away. I think with Chelsea, we've seen them being beat by Tottenham and having a bit of a bad little run and being now 10 points. But I didn't realise it was that big. That is a gap now. So I'd probably rule them out. 
Well, I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm ruling them out yet. Um, but it is starting to look more and more like a two-all race. I'd say if City were to win at Chelsea tomorrow, which of course isn't without uh, likelihood, and then then maybe you can start to say that Chelsea are too far behind. But as Nat says, if if uh, Chelsea get a result tomorrow, especially if they were to get a win, then I think they're still in it. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, and what do you think that sort of being the first team to beat us in the league this season, what sort of um, confidence factor would that have to them, do you think? I think obviously it's going to be a boost for the players, but the big thing that you've got to look at, Guardiola has beaten Sarri each time he's played him. And you look at the games and every single time that there's tactically something that Guardiola will do that will open up, whether it be at Napoli or the Community Shield, that opened up Chelsea. So for me, it's going to be all about attacking Jorginho in that central area either having someone directly to run off him, like playing a Sterling through the middle, or someone like a, a Bernardo Silva to work a bit hard. I'd probably go with them above playing the likes of Jesus and uh, Aguero. Aguero's just, not fit. Just Aguero's out and mm. Jesus has been in part Jesus of the form. start the game tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he will start, but I'd probably say personally, I'd probably throw another body in that midfield to overload that zone, because it's going to be a game where ball possession is going to be, there's going to be a lot of pressing. It's going to be all about that rotation. If you've got an extra body that can drop back into midfield, you've got control of the game. And when you've got someone like Sane as well that can stretch the game vertically, I can't see Chelsea winning this at all. Really, oh, really? can't. I just can't. Well, if they do, you know, fair enough. But Yeah, I think I can see Chelsea winning the game. Um, since wow, we're like swapping opinions now. This yeah. is great. Well, I'm not saying they are going to do. I'm yeah. saying I can could, see them yeah. winning the game. And anybody that's watched the last two games against Watford and you talking about the jeopardy before yeah. and seen how... To be honest, in the last five or ten minutes, all right, for eighty percent of that game, City were completely in control. But once they got a goal back in that last five or ten minutes, I was thinking that Watford were going to get a leveller. They yeah. were throwing bodies forward. They are vulnerable a little bit when they're under siege because they're not a team that's built to defend. They're a built a team that's built to attack, and that's the one weakness that City have. I don't want them to change that. By the way, mm. I love the way that they play with the domination of. Uh, of possession, etc. That is just a philosophy and a way of playing. But it does make you slightly vulnerable defensively if the other team can wrestle possession off you. And they, Chelsea, will try to take some of the possession away. So I don't think it'll be this 80% possession. If they can get um, Hazard and, 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 and obviously great players that they've got, I think Giroud is a dangerous player for Chelsea because of his threat in the air and City might be vulnerable a little bit like that when they were against Watford we saw that as well so I don't I don't say tomorrow's game is a gimme game I think without uh, Kevin De Bruyne without uh, Sergio Aguero uh, I think they, they and, and left back there could be a potential problem there yeah, Fabian yeah. Delft played against Watford he was skinned in the last few moments and that led to Watford getting a goal back there are vulnerabilities I'm confident and I always want, of course, City to win these games, but to say that it's a foregone conclusion or to, to analyse it, I mean, I'd, I've so not the, the, big, the big thing is, saying, is the Tottenham game, right? Tottenham beat them 3-1. You look at that and you think... Yeah, but that's, it's a different game. This is, this, is the, this is the point here. So the, the key to Chelsea this season is Jorginho. Everything goes through Jorginho. What Pochettino did was he rotated Deli Alli or Son, depending on who was in that position, at the tip of a diamond to man-mark him. Every time he got the ball, there was someone on him. Kill Chelsea's game. And I think if you, you can see a top team do that, Guardiola's going to do the same thing, where they're going to kill Chelsea's game at the base of midfield. Hazard didn't have a sniff against Tottenham because he killed the base. You killed the player that's going to play the pass to him. You stopped Jorginho, you stopped Chelsea. That's the problem with sorry wow. teams. If you kill... You know when United are looking for the next coach, do you think it should be you? Uh, I'm not, I I'm reckon, not Dave. One day, that's a, a serious one day, but not now.
Not ready. Oh my god, I love that. I, lo- I absolutely you love, love the fact that yeah. United fans have this arrogance. We found another one now who's got it as well. <laughs> to be fair, he can Lovely. back, he can you back before, it up. But he loving can the back, arrogance. He Thank can you. he can back it up though. He, you know, I'm giving I'm sticking up for you there, Dave. He can I'm, back I'm it up. I'm supporting City. I'm saying City are going to win the game, and you're being like, no, Chelsea, Chelsea. No, 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 che- no, 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 no. Chelsea. Oh, are, we're are not winning this. Each other no chance, here, right? I said Chelsea can, can win the okay, game. You said they will. And that's the difference. <laughs> so I've just done what the whole of Manchester City Twitter did to me on Monday to you. I'm sorry. Not the whole of Manchester City Twitter. I mean, I slightly mocked you, yeah, but I didn't call you names. You did it in a fun way. I enjoy mocking you, though, yeah, to be exactly. fair. You got to, you know, I've got to be able to, if I'm going to say these things, I've got to be able to take it back. Yeah, and to be fair, tonight we've not, like, gone on to... I don't know if you heard us last Friday, Ian. We, these conversations turned into a discussion about apples. Mm. Um, so we've managed to keep it tonight a bit more favorite. on topic. We've not discussed any kind of fruit this week at all. But we haven't spoken about Manchester United against Fulham. <laughs> Fulham remind me of a bit of a melon. Where they've got a hard oh. outer side, but inside there, you get through the middle of midfield, squishy centre. So we have got fruit in again. That's excellent. Um, I feel like we're promoting health, healthy diet on here. Good, well, we've yeah. only got a couple of minutes left, so we There's might Emily as well quickly go Old on. Trafford tomorrow. Oh, I'm, I'm working in London. Ah, right. So right. I made my uh, weekly trip midweek, Arsenal. A good 2 2 draw. Game riddled with mistakes. But what mm. I liked about that was United, they looked like they had a bit more heart, a bit more collective drive right. uh, in terms of the the aggression that we saw and I think with a player like Marcus Rashford at the moment that's so informed that's looking so so good combine that with maybe you know someone like a Delow that came into the game and played really well like you, I look back at his game when I was there I was thinking oh, he's, he's caught our position with a lot of the criticism that's been he's caught our position but I watched the game back and actually he was defending the situations really well, going back and reacting and dealing with it. And the guy can cross, and that is the biggest thing, is that he can put a ball into the box and something United have craved for a while. You can't lose, surely, tomorrow, come on. Well, you know, you've, you've, at the moment you, you don't know what United's going to turn up. Um, and if they fancy it, they'll beat Fulham. Fulham have got goals in them, but defensively they're very weak. If United attack them, you know, it's a, it's a simple game. If you, you're playing the likes of Rashford and, and Lukaku up top, you're probably sticking to a back three at the moment just to give United a bit more stability back there. Mm. You, you can't look past United, but that's the problem. It's which United turn up. Is it going to be the United that, that beat Juve in Turin or is it going to be the United that's struggled at home? So let's have some quick quick predictions before we finish up for the weekend. Uh, so City-Chelsea City predictions first. What are you going for, Ian? Hopefully City win. Okay. I don't do predictions. Okay. 4-2 City. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Oh, all right. I w- I'm thinking we'll win, but I feel like it's going to be a bit closer. So I was just going to go for like a 2-0 and just, you know, be dead chuffed. <laughs> Obviously, I would be dead chuffed. Um, and then of United versus Fulham. I mean, I'm not one to like saying, but United, you can't get beat. Come on, you can't. You can't 3-1 get beat. Man United. Yeah, you can't yeah. get beat. I'm going to say yes. another 2-0. You can't get beat, Ian. I don't do predictions, but I expect United to win. Yeah, you can't get beat. You can't. Right, thank you. Thank you very much for listening in this evening. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. And the Manchester Football Social is back every night, Monday to Friday, 6 till 7. Have a great weekend. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.